It's often a bit mystifying how brands magically go viral overnight. Sometimes they make it big, and other times they crash and burn. Is the road to brand fame and a bump to the bottom line worth the risk? I'm Alexis. And I'm Melissa. And we're just a little obsessed with these marketing moments. So join us as we break down the craziest brand stunts, from how the idea sparked to how the heck they pulled it off. Or didn't, and of course, will it stick? Hi, Alexis. Good morning. How are you this fine day? Oh, loving life. Loving life. And wondering how the Instagram DM bot works. <laughs> Wait, what What do you mean? What happened? I don't know if it's a bot or what, but did you see who DM'd us last no, night? I didn't. Oh. Well, very interesting. Checked our DMs late last night and I saw... Um, some tennis balls. Oh. A picture of some tennis balls. We don't really play tennis, but no. we could. But I was curious, like, thinking maybe someone wants us, like, to talk about tennis balls. But mm-hmm. no. I actually read the handle, and it was smooth your balls. <laughs> and it wasn't just a picture of tennis balls. It was a picture of tennis balls and a little kit. A to little, smooth your balls. A little, like, I thought it was like a manicure set, but it was a different kind of manicure set. So manicure... Your balls. Your balls. And I don't know if they know this, but we're, we don't have balls. <laughs> That's why I was like, um, so I messaged them back saying, we'd be happy to talk about the smoothier balls, <laughs> but we don't have any balls. So, but we have some male listeners. So maybe we'll go get your try. Go get your ball smoothing situation on. And <gasps> so, yeah, if anyone needs to smooth their balls, just check out that exact handle, smooth your balls. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. That's interesting. Yeah. Creative (laughs) campaign. So let's talk about another creative campaign. Awesome. I'm going to get right into it. I am like so pumped for today's episode. And I really got into the spirit last night. I stayed up way too late rewatching the entire campaign and all these videos. My poor husband was like not thrilled. (laughs) That's the problem when you get into it, you get obsessed. Oh my God, I couldn't stop. Black hole. I know. So I actually started feeling a little spicy last night. Oh no. Yeah. And... (laughs) The subject of this campaign actually had women across the U.S. feeling pretty spicy about a decade ago or so. Oh, are we talking about salsa? I am not. I'm talking about this person. He had washboard abs, a deep, sexy voice. He could ride a horse backwards. He could also bake you a gourmet birthday cake with one hand while building you your dream kitchen with the other. He could be a boat captain Or he could take you for a ride on his motorcycle. Uh, Yes, please. Uh Sign me up. And he was known for just wearing a white towel and nothing else, and he wore it well. Oh, even better. And he smelled amazing. Do you know who I'm talking about? (laughs) I don't, but he sounds... Like a dream. uh, Like a dream. I'm talking about the Old Spice Man. Ooh. Do you remember him? I remember him. I know. I remember him in the shower. (laughs) Uh Like, do you remember him in the shower or do you remember him when you're in the shower? (laughs) Well, maybe both. Him in the shower. (laughs) So I'm going to take you back to 2010, okay? And I want you to just imagine that you're sitting in a boardroom at Procter & Gamble and you're probably wearing a fancy suit and likely you're the only woman in the room, if I had to guess. Probably. Okay. And you're talking about one of the oldest, stodgiest brands in your portfolio, Old Spice. 
I mean, the name says it all. Says it all. I mean, my grandpa wore Old Spice. Mm-hmm. Well, you just made my point for me. <laughs> I just remember opening the drawer downstairs in Dar's bathroom and there was like five different Old Spice <laughs> products and I can like, I can smell it now. It's so... <laughs> It's like a distinct distinct smell. Yeah. Yeah. So they had a big problem and a major frustration. I mean, for decades, Old Spice had been doing the same old thing from a marketing perspective, and it was not proving to provide any momentum. In fact, Old Spice was majorly losing out. They had focused on advertising their products to the older 40 to 60-year-old market forever. And it had been working, and they kind of figured for a while, like, if it ain't broke, don't don't fix fix it, it, right? So one day, probably in the early 2000s, they woke up and they looked at some numbers and they were like, well, shit, I think it's broken. So they decided to fix it. They put in some work and they assessed the market trends and they realized where they had gone wrong. I mean, they had to start hitting the millennial market. Yeah, they were just hitting old men. Yeah. And I feel bad saying old men because we're almost 40. (laughs) Yeah, but when I say old men, again, I said my grandpa used to wear it. Yeah, totally. And he was in his 60s, wearing it, and all his friends wore it. Totally. So it is kind of a hard switch to make when you've had a brand that is perceived as stodgy, old, and a product that your grandpa or dad used, right? Yeah. So Old Spice had created that niche for itself, and they realized it was time to get a little less old and a little Mm. more spicy. The crazy thing with Procter & Gamble products is, think about it, when they capture their market, they capture them like at a certain age and they people never shift. Yeah. They, right? Yeah, it's kind of true. Like think about like baby oils, all that stuff. Like you're hooked at from a young age with that same product. Yeah, you do. It is like nostalgic a little bit. Yeah. So let's first talk about Old Spice's old way of doing things before we go into how they made this like seismic shift with their marketing. All right. So Old Spice products were originally manufactured in 1934 by this guy named William Lightfoot Schultz. Another cool name, Mr. Lightfoot. Another great name. So William was actually inspired by his mother's potpourri. Really? Yeah, it's kind of a weird scent. But in the 30s, maybe there wasn't many other scents to be inspired by. And to my surprise, the first Old Spice product in 1937 was actually a women's scent called Early American Old Spice. Hmm. I did not know they had women's products. Do they today? I don't think so. I don't think so either. It was actually like pretty well received and it was quickly followed by Old Spice for Men in 1938. And soon the company was selling other men's products like shaving soap and aftershave lotion. And all of these products were marketed with like a nautical theme, which still kind of exists today yeah. on their packaging. I remember just that deep the, red and like, like a turquoisey gray blue boat or something, I think. Yeah, and I think that the fonts like really old school. Yeah. So it kind of went that way for a while. A few new signature scents were introduced in the 70s. And then in 1990, Procter & Gamble purchased the brand. And throughout the 2000s, Procter & Gamble introduced some new forms of deodorant, body washes, and body sprays all under the Old Spice brand. Their marketing message was interesting at that time. They used slogans like, if your grandfather hadn't worn it, you wouldn't exist. (laughs) Kind of creative. Yeah, but... And they wonder why their sales were in a slump. Like, you're trying to target millennial guys, but you're saying your product is for grandpas. (laughs) It's just, it's not quite on message, you know? Yeah. And the younger demo, they were the ones who were spending money on personal care products. And 
other brands like remember Axe? Axe knocked it out of the park. I mean, yeah. they had the coolest commercials and actually they had a crazy grassroots campaign. I feel like everywhere you went, you would get like Axe samples. samples. I remember that too. <laughs> Of course, like you said, Axe was just seen as the more hip brand, and they were crushing Old Spice with that millennial market. They had that spray. They had the Axe body spray, yeah. Even the name Old Spice just has this like natural, unhip connotation that just leans into that non-trendy image. Yeah. So in 2010, things were about to change to make Old Spice all fresh and new again. That was in 2010? Uh Uh-huh. Wow, time flies. Time flies. So Procter & Gamble took a gamble. And they decided to invest in a big way in a last-ditch effort to renew the old brand. They hired a marketing firm whom I am obsessed with. You might not know their name, but you'll know their campaigns. Okay. The name is Whedon and Kennedy, and they're based in Portland. Haven't heard of them. Just Do It. Oh. They were behind they that. They came up with that? Isn't that so crazy cool? Wow. You should go to their website. It's just WK.com. And it is their campaigns are amazing. Oh, you I just love that. will love to dive in there. What's interesting is P&G re- like moved their reported $100 million a year marketing budget to this firm from their previous firm, Saatchi and & Saatchi and Starcom Media Best Group. Wow. They so, moved from an LA-based firm to Portland. Yeah. And I don't think location mattered. I think it was like they just wanted something, something new. new. They needed someone to really shake up their old spice brand. Yeah. So the agency got to work. And... They stumbled across what ended up being a gold mine for the company. They did a little market research and they found that 60% of body wash purchases were made by women. Duh. <laughs> I, I have duh written in my notes. <laughs> like, I don't even know if Wes has ever bought body yeah. wash. Like, when's the last time your husband just popped out to the store to pick up shampoo or hand soap or body wash? Or even deodorant. He's like, hey, I'm out of deodorant. Like, he's, hey, can you get me some? You're like, have you heard of Amazon? Have it's you two heard clicks of- away. Yeah. I know. So yeah, men do not do the shopping. I mean, I'm a little surprised they had to do this big market survey and like research to understand that women make the purchase decisions for the household. But that's okay. That's okay. No judgment. But it did tell them this. They were doing it all wrong. They needed to market to women. women. Yes. I mean, why in the world would they be spending any money targeting men when 40% or far less, probably, were actually doing the buying? Yeah. So let's target the ladies. Even though it seems obvious to us now, you know, it wasn't obvious to Old Spice and it clearly wasn't obvious to even Axe, their biggest competitor, because Axe was running very male-centric campaigns. Yeah, they were like... Not teenagers, but it was like young college kids. They were, I mean, some were teenagers, but it was all men. Yeah, totally. So the agency decided to totally shift the conversation and drive messaging to convince women to stop buying their man what they refer to as lady scented products. Oh, shoot. I buy lady scented products. Yeah, and I do. I was thinking the same thing. I think most of the time we just buy a body wash that we can share. Yeah. In the shower. We don't, I've never bought like Mark a specific male scented body wash for sure like deodorant yeah but isn't that maybe i should i know (laughs) poor wes is like smelling like lavender and flowers over there (laughs) it keeps the ladies off him who cares (laughs) or maybe it doesn't oh i don't know so the result was this campaign that we all fell in love with it was called the man your man could smell like do you remember it? i remember him yep it first aired on february 8th 2010 
and everything about the ad was just pure perfection. It starts out with the Old Spice guy. In the shower. In the shower, (laughs) who is played by the amazingly hot Isaiah Mustafa. And he's in the shower, like you said, in just a towel. And you can probably hear his voice if you close your eyes right now saying, Hey, ladies. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hello, ladies. Look at your man. Now back to me. Now back at your man. Now back to me. Sadly, he isn't me. But if he stopped using ladies' scented body wash and switched to Old Spice, he could smell like he's me. Look down. Back up. Where are you? You're on a boat with the man your man could smell like. What's in your hand? Back at me. I have it. It's an oyster with two tickets to that thing you love. Look again. The tickets are now diamonds. Anything is possible when your man smells like Old Spice and not a lady. I'm on a horse. Oh my god, that was brilliant. I know. It is seriously so... I love how he like keeps a straight face too. I know. He's He's, so serious. He's so good. So he goes on to make fun of the viewer's man saying like, your man will never look like me. But if they stop using lady scented body wash, which clearly is like a dig at Dove, you know, then he could at least smell like me. And it moves so fast. Like one minute he's in the shower, then he's on the boat, then on the beach. And he's talking about all these things that women love. And he ends it by saying, anything is possible when your man smells like Old Spice and not a lady. (laughs) I remember watching that ad over and over. Mm -hmm. It was so brilliant. It was so brilliant. The agency knew that some of its competitors, like Dove, who just so happened to be launching its Dove Men Plus Care brand that same year, would potentially take major market share away from the Old Spice brand. And those companies, like Dove, were planning to spend big money in upcoming ads at the Super Bowl. So they decided to make a super smart decision to drop their campaign a few days prior to the big game. On? Social media. Brilliant. I know. That was so smart because they knew that their new target demo, the Millennials, were on social media first. Yeah, they. I mean, that ad was everywhere. Yeah, so they first put it on YouTube, and then, of course, they did run a commercial later on. But holy shit, Alexis, did it work for them. How many views? On YouTube, the commercial instantly went viral, gaining over 20 million views in three days. Oh my god, insane. Today, that number is just shy of 60 million views. After one month, Old Spice had become the number one all-time viewed brand on YouTube. And you know who was talking the loudest? Who? Millennials. Millennials. And it was both men and women, but I mean. Come on, it's the women. It was especially women. They fell hard for Isaiah's deep voice, and we already mentioned those abs. How can you not mention those abs? I mean, come on. (laughs) Every lady... I mean, they directly linked that, like they associated that with the Old Spice brand, and Sex sells. There's a reason why a lot of advertising campaigns are focused on messaging and imagery like that. Well, and do you remember that year everyone, like there were so many guys dressed up as Old Spice Guy for Halloween. Yep. They're like, I want to be that man. They did. Women wanted (laughs) him. And I want to smell like him. And men wanted to be him. Yes. They also created a second spot that ran just a few months after the first. I'm going to play it for you. Okay. Hello, ladies. How are you? Fantastic. Does your man look like me? No. Can he smell like me? Yes. Should he use Old Spice body wash? I don't know. Do you like the smell of adventure? Do you want a man who smells like he can bake you a gourmet cake in the dream kitchen he built for you with his own hands? Of course you do. Swan dive into the best night of your life. So ladies, should your man smell like an Old Spice man? 
You tell me. What do you think? <laughs> Just gets better and better. I, know. I mean, like it ends with him in a jacuzzi and then the jacuzzi falls open and he's on a motorcycle like looking hot as hell. I know. It's like seriously. And that made me think Mark's taking me on a surprise date tonight. Like he planned the whole thing, which never happens. So you're of course dreaming it's going to be like that. Like we all do. We yes. have like this whole thing in our head. Like I can't wait for this romantic. Maybe he's going to pick you up on a motorcycle. Our poor uh, husbands are set up for major failure. <laughs> or they could just try a little harder. That's true. They I mean, could. Come on. We'll see. I'll report back on how tonight goes. Okay. Let's um, see. <laughs> but the views and the social conversation alone were a huge win for the brand. What's really cool, though, is that that wasn't enough for them. They had another trick up their sleeve to majorly throw down in an attempt to sink their competitors. So five months into the campaign, they smartly developed a response campaign to all of the chatter on social media. The brand asked followers on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, and Dig to submit questions for the Old Spice Man. Oh my gosh, I remember that. So Old Spice then had its followers vote on their favorite questions, and the winners would receive personalized public video messages directly from their dream man. Brilliant. So brilliant. And they also smartly had the Old Spice man initiate a few conversations with big celebrities who, of course, had huge Twitter followings. And they did it with like brands too, like Starbucks. Some of the so celebs cool. were like George Stephanopoulos, Alyssa Milano, Rose McGowan, and Kevin Rose. And the people went bananas. They went crazy. I remember that. They just, and you could not stop talking about it. People loved the idea that they could talk directly to this sexy man. And they were just infatuated with him. So cool. So over the course of two days, the team at Whedon and Kennedy filmed 186 video responses to fan and celebrity questions. Oh my God. How cool is that? That's hilarious. I wonder if they were scripted or he just like... No, they were scripted. So the real-time replies were personally scripted, every one of them, and they were filmed. So like the team, they said they had a huge team working on this and it was so quick and they were writing scripts. They had the Old Spice guy there. I'm sure they didn't have a lot of rehearsal time because it was like write and go, write and go. What a fun campaign to work on. Totally. Remember the show Who's the Boss from when we were little? Yeah. With that, is his name Tony? Tony. Yeah. And Alyssa Milano was his daughter in that show. Yeah. Well, listen to the Old Spice Man's response to Alyssa's tweet here. Alyssa Milano tweets, genius. Shirtless Old Spice guy replies on Twitter via hilarious personalized videos. Thanks, Alyssa. But you want to know what's really genius? A father who cares so much about his daughter and her future that he comes up with a unique and groundbreaking plan to move from their questionable New York City neighborhood to upscale suburban Connecticut with its better schools and then sacrifices pride by becoming a housekeeper for a middle-aged woman and her son and her mother. I mean, what we're doing is cool, Alyssa, but that is genius. What do you think? (laughs) I wonder her reaction. I know. Well, she actually tweeted again, and then he filmed like another video response for her. So he was just so on it. And here's a response to an everyday Twitter user who wanted some help in the love department. On Twitter, J.S. Beals tweets, Can you ask my girlfriend to marry me? Her name is Angela A. Hutt-Chamberlain. J.S. Beals, thank you for your tweet, and I'd be honored to honorably honor your honorable request. Miss Angela A. Hutt-Chamberlain, it seems like yesterday that you met J.S. Beals, 
but your love has blossomed from a seed into a fully grown love plant. And now it's time to fertilize that plant. Angela A. Hutt-Chamberlain, will you make J.S. Beals the happiest man in the world and marry him in real life? We'll be eagerly awaiting your reply. Eagerly. That's hilarious. Isn't that so... What if you were the girl, you'd, you'd die? Oh my god, I would die. That's the coolest thing ever. The tactic was something that we just had never seen before. No, it's... I mean, no brand has ever done that. Yeah, big brands creating this kind of like custom response directly to customers' engagement like within days. It was totally revolutionary. So cool. So on day one of the response campaign... The YouTube channel received more than 5.9 million views on day one. Day okay? one. On day two, Old Spice had eight out of the most popular 11 videos on the entire internet. By day three, 20 million views. And in total, there have been 105 million views of this campaign on YouTube. Brilliant. So I know. And Old Spice's Twitter following increased by 2,700%. 2,700%? <laughs> yeah. Facebook fan interaction went up 800%. And traffic to oldspice.com went up 300%. And I mean, prior to this, like, why the fuck would you ever go to oldspice.com? Or tweet at Old Spice. Yeah. Like an old man cologne. Yeah. I mean, you just wouldn't. So not to mention the $1.2 billion in earned media impressions that also came out of this campaign. I mean... Every single media outlet, blogger, and marketer was writing about them, talking about them, and frankly, every brand wanted to be them. And he was on The Tonight Show. He was. He made so many celebrity appearances. Which is so crazy because he's just a man in a commercial. He also was like a famous football player at some well, point yeah. too. But you're right. Like He just played this character and Old Spice made him blow up. That never happens on a regular commercial. No. Like, people do tours and go on... The Tonight Show, if they're a starring in a movie yeah. or something crazy is happening, but like just a commercial. Yeah, it, w it was crazy. So we were all enamored with the Old Spice guy and his magical ways of romancing the internet. Wasn't he on Saturday Night Live too? I don't know. I was we just thinking look. we should look at that. So in case we have some listeners who like maybe don't fully understand how big those numbers are, they're freaking huge, right? They what? are insane. <laughs> I mean, 2,700 percent Twitter increase in a couple days. Our team's going to be pissed because I'm going to go back and be like, you guys, that's not a 2,700 percent increase. <laughs> Those are, in they're insane numbers. But and how much did they spend, curious, on the campaign? Well, their um, entire marketing budget, like I said, said, was like $100 million. Yeah. So I don't know how, they actually there's no nothing that cites exactly how much they spent, but I do have like um, results in dollars for you. So we'll okay. get there. Um, but like we said, those numbers are just not normal for a brand campaign. And it was really genius of them to focus on social media and to drive that traffic to their YouTube channel. Why? Because YouTube is like the second most visited website. And it's a two-way conversation. That's what people don't get. Like they want to do TV commercials, which is awesome, but it's a one-way conversation. Like yeah. when you're on social media, your customers can talk back to you and you're actually having a conversation. You're not just pushing messages out to them. Totally. YouTube is also the world's second most used social platform, like you just mentioned, like right after Facebook. And people watch more than a billion hours of video on YouTube every day. Well, and they, they were brilliant because they actually responded. Like if a brand does this, you can't just not have 
a team ready to just respond or the public's going to get pissed. Yeah, totally. The people who watch YouTube actually skew a little heavy on the male side. So that was interesting, but it didn't really matter for this campaign because the guys loved him just as much as the women did. Well, because the guys, all of a sudden, we were talking about him so much. They're like, who is this guy? Yeah, who the fuck is this guy? And then they're like, wait, he is the coolest man in the world. Yeah. (laughs) Brands who understand the possibilities with video content on YouTube are definitely at an advantage. Yeah. So how did that social media conversation and YouTube views convert to money? Let's hear it. Are you curious? I want to know. So P&G was hired and Old Spice had set a goal to increase 15% of sales. That was their initial goal. They Um, blew that up. (laughs) (laughs) So body wash was really like at the center of this campaign and likely like the specific product they were measuring. But typically when you do a campaign like this, you can expect to see a lift with other products and within that brand too. Brand awareness just gets built in general. So we said the goal was 15% and you said they blew it up. Yeah. Okay. By May 2010, keep in mind this campaign launched in February of 2010, sales had increased 60% from the previous year. Oh my God. By July 2010, same year, it had increased by 125% from the previous year, which was an all-time high for the Old Spice brand. Of course. They were flipping out. In less than one year, they had become... The top brand for men's body wash. So cool. It is crazy cool. You know what? And it's so funny though. Do you remember? I mean, we were early in our career. This was so many brands were like, how can we replicate that? How and can it, we use viral content? Yeah, That's everyone's what they like, we wanted to be, we want to go viral. We want those numbers. And it's like, something like this is also, you can't replicate it. That's why it works so well. Because it was like nothing we'd ever seen, right? Yeah, totally. And it was a major risk. For P&G and for the Old Spice brand, I mean, it could have totally failed. And with Dove coming out with its men care brand that same year and Axe already like winning, they could have totally floundered and the brand could have died right there. But this risk paid off big time for them. And this totally brought new life into the brand and introduced an entirely new target market to the brand. Female. Female, exactly. Yeah. Females buying it for their guys and guys wanted it. The campaign was memorable, and the fact that they engaged deeply with their audience on social like was next level, like you already said. But however, there were some things that they did kind of fail on, and I'm going to give the credit to Gary Vaynerchuk here for this take on the campaign, because okay. it's really interesting. Have you read his book, The Thank You Economy? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of old. It's from like 2011, but it's a really good book. It's still totally relevant, so highly recommend that you read it. But in that book, he brought to light like a missed opportunity. So first, he starts out by saying that the campaign, Procter & Gamble, showed the world how a brand can play a kick-ass game of media ping pong. So Old Spice, he said, brilliantly executed one-on-one engagement with its customers, and it did it by first establishing brand equity through a video on social media and TV. You know, and that was amazing content. They produced amazing content, pushed it on social, then pushed it on TV. Then it went out to Dig and Reddit, and those users went to YouTube to check the videos out. Do those even exist? They do. Anymore? Reddit's huge. I use it all the time. It's huge for things, for like research like this, because you can go down a rabbit hole and find threads of content that like, it's very hard to find just Googling. It's really cool. So those users went to YouTube, like I said, and then they experienced, when they went to YouTube, a level of personal attention from the brand and a level of engagement that just had never been done before at that point. 
And then the people from there went and tweeted like crazy and they commented like crazy. And that resulted in a ton of earned media coverage, which put Old Spice in the national news. So that was all great stuff. That was the ping pong game he was talking about. Like, yeah. Take him here, put him there. Take him here, put him there. Talk about him here. Like, that Brilliant. was cool. Yeah. So where was the mess? Do you know? No. They didn't continue the conversation at all. So practically overnight, Old Spice had gained over 100,000 Twitter followers, and Gary said he would have expected them to start engaging with them on a meaningful level. He felt that every single one of those people should have received an email thanking them for watching the videos and offering them like some reason to come back and visit the brand and stay engaged. But Or like drive them to a landing page to get like a coupon. Mm-hmm, but it didn't happen. And he said that just a few months after the campaign died down, so like by September of that year, the Old Spice account had only tweeted 23 times and not a single one of those tweets were interactions with like a person or a customer. Yeah. And when you said what the fail was, I was going to say is I feel like they made this huge splash that year and then it was like nothing. Exactly. They didn't like... The campaign could have had so many legs, but they just ended it. He compared it in his book to they were sprinters instead of like running the marathon. He said that Old Spice thought when the campaign was done, like they were just done and that was that. Well, I mean, they're such a huge company. So they probably had certain sales goals, like you said, that they only wanted to increase 15%. They nailed that and then they're on to the next product. Totally. But it was a huge mistake because with a little more effort into engagement, they could ensure that longer term relationship with customers and The reality is to re-engage those customers who cared for a while and then they didn't engage with, it's going to cost a lot of money. Well, and they're probably pissed. Like They just feel kind of let down. Yeah. You know? I do totally agree with Gary's take on that. Yes, they should have kept that relationship going. But like you said, they still crushed it. They nailed their goals and they're still crushing it today. Old Spice continues to dominate the market with multiple products. And smartly, in 2020... The brand released a 10th anniversary edition of the Old Spice Man. Do you remember this? No. So he suddenly becomes the Old Spice Dad. Very cool. The campaign was used to promote its new ultra smooth grooming products, which kind of makes me think of oh, smooth, smooth my balls. balls. <laughs> <laughs> and in this series, Isaiah is back, but he's with his son, who is played by actor Keith Powers. And in one of the spots, the Old Spice Man busts into his adult son's, like, office where his son is leading a meeting and he tries to convince him to join the family business. Oh my I'm going to play it for this. you real quick. Thank you guys for your hard work and dedication. Uh. Hello, son. I think it's time you join the family business. Dad, come on. I'm going to Old Spice Fiji where the cracking of coconuts releases pheromones of masculinity and mojitos. Dad, I use Old Spice body and face washes ultra smooth. Hmm. I'm not like you, Dad. All right, son. I'll let you get back to your pants meeting. So it says on like the last slide of it, smell like your own man, man. That is so cool. Isn't that awesome? I love that they brought it back. And that was smart. I mean, and he still looks amazing. He looks the same 10 years later. What the hell? Those abs. It's so unfair. I know. Jeez. Ugh. To this day, the Man Your Man Could Smell Like campaign is highly regarded, and Advertising Age named it one of the top campaigns of the 21st century. It was nominated for a freaking Emmy, and it won a Grand Prix for film at the biggest ad awards festival, Can Lions. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. It's it was, so I mean, good. that thing will go down in history. For sure. 
The campaign straight up blew up and it became the fastest growing and most popular interactive campaign in history to date. And you know what's interesting? I'm just looking at the bottles. They actually did change some of, like, modernize the They did. Yeah, and there was um, something I forgot to mention that they used to be a totally different material and then they converted them to plastic and, like, lightweight and they did, like, lighten up some of the colors and stuff. Yeah. So that is the man your man could smell like in Old Spice. I mean, what do you think, Lex? Will this one stick? This one will stick. I think so, too. Definitely Mr. Isaiah in his towel. And I hope I hope the image sticks in my head for a little bit today. <laughs> but the cool thing is, I mean, just out of this campaign, like I said, we always have to continue the conversation. Always, yeah. And I hope all you brands listening out there realize how important social media is. Yeah. Like, I mean, TV is cool, but social is where it's at. So, I mean, we live in a world where integrated campaigns are where it's at. Like, you have to think about all the places your customers are. They could be outdoor. They could be TV. Of course, social media. It could be grassroots. Like, you got to bring it to life in multiple ways. Yeah. And they did that. They I mean, did it well. They actually had a bunch of stunts and little things that I didn't even put in here that they took offline to yeah. engage their customers. Brilliant. Totally brilliant. So, before we wrap up, I just want to share and thank my sources I got some great info on the site Better Marketing in an article by Stephen Moore from 2020, and it was titled The Campaign That Saved Old Spice. I also loved the Fast Company article from 2011 titled Old Spice Man Marketing, What Went Right and What Did Not, and that was by Gary Vaynerchuk, and that article featured an excerpt from his book The Thank You Economy, which I already said I highly suggest you read. I mean, any of his books. Yeah, suggest he's, you read. he's, he's awesome. He's genius. And finally, the Old Spice website, so actually Procter & Gamble website, has an excellent like one sheet on this campaign with all the facts and data. Oh, thank so, God. I know. That's what's so frustrating about some of these. It's like, I want to find the data and they don't publish it. Like yeah. the Jeep stuff. It was so hard. It was so hard. Totally. No, they had it all I'm right a there. numbers girl. Totally. So we will link out to all of our sources in the show notes. Awesome. And... We hope to you like listening. So follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you listen to your podcast on. And please leave us a five-star review. All right. Have a good day. All right. Thank you. Peace out. 